Hello again and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial and you are welcome to this channel. To all old and new subscribers, you are very welcome. Please adjust your settings at the top of the screen or at the bottom and then click click advanced or higher quality and then bump up your video. If it's in a low streaming like 240 or 360, bump it up to 720 or 1080p, whichever is the highest your device can manage so that you have a clear picture to work with. I'm continuing with the Lord's instruction to open up the mysteries of the end times. The Father, the Father has made it clear that a very large portion of the Church of Jesus Christ does not know the truth concerning, I think, one of the most important truths in the Bible. See, the Bible is a multi-layered blessing that God has given us. It is God's word by which we come to know and understand who the Heavenly Father, Yah, is. It is the truth of the story of mercy, grace, and sacrifice that has been extended to a fallen mankind in the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. But the Bible is a multi-dimensional book, and it deals with many, many themes. Some of those themes are apparent just by reading, but some of those themes are not easy to perceive on the surface of it. And then we add to the fact that with the times that we live in, sin and the work of Satan have greatly increased. And so the Bible says that the hearts of man will grow cold in the end of days. People will become lovers of themselves. You can certainly see that by the way that people have mounted entire shrines to themselves online. And um, all they focus on is self and their goals and things and what they want. And understand that there's nothing wrong with those things. But when those become your all-consuming passions, then surely you will miss out on the greater import of why you are here. If you do not understand as a person, whether you are born again when you come to this channel or not, if you do not understand the purpose of why you are here, the reason that God has chosen to express a little piece of himself through you, then you will basically be at risk of forfeiting your entire life to the pursuit of earthly things, not understanding that after your earthly journey on earth comes a very everlasting heavenly journey or hell-bound journey. I was just making some tea this morning and the Lord brought to mind and said to me, do you understand how deadly sin is and how long eternity is. And immediately into my mind came a picture of a burglar breaking into the house. And let's say I am the one standing there watching this burglar break into the house. So the burglar breaks into the house and is not only concerned with stealing everything, but decides that he wants to murder the owner of the house. And so I watch as he goes upstairs comes to the bed of the sleeping owner of the house and then proceeds to stab him and stab him and stab him. And then I, Celestial, decide, why don't I join in in the stabbing of this person? And so as the burglar is taking the life of the house owner, I then would join in and stab and stab only for the cloth to be pulled back and find that it is I lying in that bed. That is what a life of sin is like. A life of sin doesn't only open you up to Satan coming in and robbing, stealing, killing, and destroying everything that is useful and everything that is beautiful about you as a human being, but you as the owner of the house join in and participate in your own murder by the devil. And then after that, 
comes this unending period of time in which a person lives separated from God. Forever is longer than any mortal being can possibly imagine. And as I was listening to the book of Acts early this morning, I heard the part where um, Apostle Paul was defending himself. I think it was before King Agrippa. And he was saying, King Agrippa, despite all the noise and the tumult that has accompanied me here and brought me here before you, I'm glad that I have a chance to defend myself because all I have to say is that I believe in the scriptures exactly as they are taught, except that I believe in them saying that Jesus Christ is the way. And then he said something curious. I also believe in the resurrection of the dead both of the righteous and the unrighteous. And this is a very scary thought when you think about what Paul is saying, because in our modern culture, if you speak to the average person on the street, they would tell you that they don't believe that anything else comes after death, especially in Western nations. This is a fact. Other people in other cultures definitely believe in an afterlife of a sort, but here there's this sort of flat, dead atheism where you exist, you do what you want to do, and then you lie down in the dirt and there's no accountability and nothing could be further from the truth because here Paul makes almost as a passing statement, he says that there will be a resurrection of the dead as taught by Christ himself. And then he says of the unrighteous and the and the righteous. So that means that while the righteous will be earnestly expecting to be raised to eternal life, to forever be with their father, imagine the shock of the unrighteous who think that nothing comes after when you are woken up and told that, oh no, there's a whole section that comes after the part where you thought it ended. You thought that it ended when you die and then there's nothing. But actually, we've got this whole event planned. It's called the judgment at the white throne of God. And then after that, based on the video that we're going to watch of your life, you will either enter into eternal communion with the Heavenly Father or you will enter into eternal damnation, into the lake of fire, which, as the Bible says, was prepared for the devil and his angels. These are the conversations that the Lord has with me. Very important things, things of inter eternal import, things that I will be thinking about and dealing with long after I don't have to go to work anymore and I'm no longer alive. And so today I continue with the teaching that the Lord wants his people to know things of eternal importance, that the Bible is not just a flat book that is talking about love God and follow these rules so you can go to heaven, but it is actually teaching very critical themes. And one of those themes is that the fallen angels have offended against the father by coming down on earth in ancient times and laying with women and begetting huge progeny, meaning huge and giant children upon the earth. But as we continue with this series, I hope to be able to show God's people that the fallen angels had children who are not only huge, but of every imaginable type. There has been blending of human DNA with many other types of creatures and Satan in his ingenuity. Um, Satan is, I wouldn't call him anti-creative. Satan is very creative, but the thing is just as God's creativity produces such beautiful things, such as flowers, sunset rainbows, and us, Satan's creativity produces 
the fearsome and the grotesque and things that make the heart stop if you were to see them. And so as we go along with this series, I pray the Holy Spirit will give me grace to express myself, to express his truth as they have been shared with me and that God's people's eyes will be opened in Jesus name. And so we started yesterday in Jude chapter one and verse six, the angels, which kept not their first estate, which basically means their first habitation. Where is the habitation of angels in the upper heavens, in the realm of God, which is where angels are supposed to stay. In fact, as a caveat that I will give you a caveat, simply meaning a warning that I want you to hold on to in your heart for the remainder of this entire series, whether I am talking about giants, whether I'm talking about aliens, whether I'm talking about blended hybrids or anything else, always remember that when God sets a place for a thing, it is supposed to keep that place. So when God sets a place for man and sets man within his boundaries and his habitations, man is supposed to keep that place. Anytime, anything that God has created wants to move outside of its appointed place, bad things happen. The Lord has made the sea and how great and glorious it is. But when the sea becomes enraged and rises up and comes out of the place God set for it and covers the land, it causes great devastation in the form of flooding, in the form of tsunamis, in the form of terrible devastation that have a high cost in life and property. When man leaves his place as man and begins to go into the territory of wearing heels and having breast surgery, it causes a terrible twisting, not only in the physical body of the person, but also in the mind and serves as a very great cutting between that person and God, which if they do not repent of it and return to the Lord and the Lord's order, they are in danger of hellfire. The same go for women who do this. When children are touched sexually and, and their innocence destroyed, this is taking children out of the parameters that God has set for a child and bringing them into destructive places. And so the angels who left their first estate, which means the first place that God has put them, their rightful habitation in heaven, are guilty of the same sin. They transgressed against humanity. And I'm now going to cover a little piece of a prophecy that I did a very long time ago. And I left out this particular part because as I have already said, it was in my heart that the time had not yet come to cover these matters, but I have to say that the urgency with which God began to press on me quickly let me know that it is time to cover these things and God wants them to be known. And so the prophecy that I will complete today is called the many words of God part two. And this prophecy is all the way from January 13, 2020, which makes it more than a year old. This prophecy was mostly focusing on the coming fragmentation, not the coming, but the ongoing fragmentation of the United States, how the United States media would start to lead the people into hating one another, fighting one another, and they would greatly fan the flames of internal breakdown in America, how basically the temperature of America would rise and people would start to fight one another, even in offices and businesses and in personal homes. And then the Lord came here to this part called the fallen angels. The Lord said that the fallen angels made a great insurrection against man. That's what he called it, a great insurrection. The word insurrection means a violent uprising. It means to riot against. It means to mount an insurgency or an attack against something or someone. 
If you were to have imagery of this, it means to imagine something like the violent waves of a tsunami or the sea, which I briefly mentioned, rising up and completely covering a town or a village. It means to overpower something, to overrun it, to defeat it, and to completely take it over. That's what the Lord said the fallen angels did against man, a great insurrection. And here is what he said. Since the dawn of time, fallen angels and other half-breed creatures have had sexual interaction with human beings, with the result that they interbred with them and they brought forth demonic creatures upon this earth. Over the centuries, repeated inbreeding and interbreeding has caused some of this pool to look like man. But I say to you that they are not man. If you breed something half man with man, the offspring will look more and more like man than its half breed predecessor did. And so on and so forth until you have at worst a reproductive genome that is not man at all but looks like him. Call it a casing, a covering, flesh that looks like man, but is not man. Human beings have bred with these beings for so long that the fallen ones have outnumbered them. They have no soul. They are not man, and they are not the creation of the Almighty. Therefore, they do not possess the all-important component of human existence by which Adam himself became a living being. They do not have a soul. They are the image of man, but they are not man. And so many people seem to be very concerned with the health and the welfare of these fallen beings. I can't count how many times I see under these videos and even on the Master's Voice blog itself, people who want to know if the fallen know they are the fallen. This is like asking if a rabbit knows that it is a rabbit or if I, Celestial, as a woman, understand that I am a woman. Everything that God has made knows what it is. And by similar imputation, Hear me when I say that everything that is of Satan knows what it is. It knows that it has no soul. It knows that it is a hybrid. They give it away in their speech at times, and definitely they will give it away by their obvious actions, by what they will perform when the time comes where there is no restraint upon them and they are free to do what they want to do. The fact that God's people do not understand what the scripture says when it says, what fellowship has light to do with darkness means that the sons of darkness, these creatures of which I am speaking, are wiser than the sons of light. For the sons of darkness do not sit among themselves and wonder if Christians know if they are Christians. They know who the Christians are. They know who are carrying the true light of the living God. But the Christians are somehow very concerned with the welfare of the hybrids and the hidden murderers among us. Do they know, Celestial, that they are hybrids? Do they know that they are of Satan? I pause it to you to understand what the devil is. The devil is an ancient and a wise creature. He's called the ancient serpent. In some parts of the Bible, he is called the deceiver. In other parts, he is called the enemy of our souls. In yet other parts, he is called the accuser of the brethren. And quite frequently, he is referred to as a dragon. If a dragon fathers anything, anything at all on this earth, do we really need to wonder if the progeny of the dragon? No. No. 
that they are the dragon's seed. The Lord says of himself, my sheep hear my voice and they know me. Therefore, we know that all true Christians hear the voice of God, either in the spirit, by the spirit, or through the spirit from God's word. Why then do we need to wonder if the creatures of Satan know their identity? Of course they know. The deceived people are the humans, the ones who do not know that these things exist. And when they hear that they exist, their first concern is trying to find out if the wicked know that they are wicked. Let us not be children, for the day is far spent. We are in the time when God is expecting this church to rise up in faith, put on the full armor of God, and to stand ready to defend themselves, their families, and whoever else may not be informed about the coming of these things among us. Let us not have children's understanding, but put away childish things and become men. And so the Lord was telling me to share a dream that I've never shared in print before, and I probably will not share it in print. So the only place that it will appear is in this video. It is about fairies. So speaking mostly to the mothers out there, because mothers are usually in charge of what children watch and play with. Many people in the Western world allow their children to be exposed to things like mermaids, to things like fairies, little people, gnomes and elves, even among adults. The love of mermaids is pervasive. Grown women dressing up in fishtail costumes, going out and walking down, I think it was Fifth Avenue a few years ago, in the New York Mermaid Parade. And all I will say to you is, this is the reason that God says these things will come upon this earth. So this video is just going to be free flowing because I've already read that God says that sexual interaction between the angels and mankind has been taking place for millennia. And that over time, a form of interbreeding has happened that I will get to. But let me speak about this dream and also why it is so dangerous um, for people to love these things. Many times I get questions about, but why would God allow this? Why would God allow this? Hear the truth of the matter. The reason that the Lord did not burn up these evil creatures, but instead chained them in strategic locations, speaking of the fallen angels, and then wiped out the giants in the beginning of time, in Noah's day, is because the Lord knew that at the end of time, perhaps the most wicked generation that has ever lived would be alive. I'm speaking of this generation. I'm speaking of our generation. I'm speaking of whoever is watching this video in 2021. This generation is the generation that is reserved for destruction by fire, except the few that the Lord will pluck out because they are his. The entire earth and all that is in it is reserved for fire. This is a generation far more wicked than Noah's in many day, in many ways, a generation that denies God, that hates everything to do with God, and that tramples the name of the Savior in the dirt in pursuit of what their evil hearts desire. And so the reason these things were not done away with is because they are part of the judgment. Let me read out the three tenets that the Lord gave me before I started. Tell them that the Nephilim are all connected. All types of the Nephilim and the fallen are connected. Tell them that they are all wicked. So those out there who cling to the belief that there are good races and bad races, I let you know that you are deceived. 
and that you have a kernel or a nugget of the truth, but not the whole thing. The last thing he said, and I wrote it in capital letters, tell them that they are all a judgment. So the reason that you find so many strange creatures popping up in the book of Revelation, the reason that God is revealing that aliens will come to this world and most certainly here to the United States, the reason that the Lord wants us to understand that giants, little people, fairies, and all the dwellers of the sea will come out, that these creatures that live in the hill country or what Americans call the hill country, which simply means that they favor the very high ground like the mountains and the hills and the woods that are very high up there that only very determined hikers go into, the ones that dwell in the desert and the ones that dwell even up through portals that will be opened, they are all here to be part of the judgment of this sinful end time generation. And now to the dream. I had a dream, I would say in 2014 or 2015, in which I lived on the sixth floor of a high rise. And in my dream, I woke up one morning and I went to pull the balcony door so I could stand on the balcony as was my habit. Used to love to stand on that balcony and watch traffic and just watch life in general. But because I am a praying person, I pray for every place that, place that I live incessantly. I cover my home and those around me with the blood of Jesus. I actually walk around my neighborhood praying so that there will be walls erected in the spirit that I don't live in a place that has gang warfare and senseless murders and things like that. And so prayer is just my normal habit. What I found that morning was so strange. In the dream, I woke up at about 6 or 7 a.m. and I went out onto the balcony and I saw the strangest thing. I saw a silvery cord holding a tiny creature that looked like a fairy. Excuse me. So it was a sparkly silvery cord and it was wrapped firmly around the leg of a little creature with wings and a tiny body. And that creature was buzzing and crackling with electricity that was shocking it through that cord. And it had pulled the cord, which was coming from my balcony as taut as it could. And it was trying to fly away, but it was just held like a dog on a leash. And I stared in amazement. And the Lord put into the understanding of my heart, this cord that you see is your prayer. This cord that you see is your diligence. It has snared wickedness. And now the wickedness cannot fly away. And I looked at this creature and I said to it, I can see you. I know what you are. And to my shock, this thing began to change shape. It turned into a flower. It turned into a tiny miniature desk and chair. It turned into a book. In front of my eyes, this little fairy began to change shape. But whenever it changed shape, the prayer, the cord that held it fast, gave it an electrical shock and it turned back into what it, what it was. 
That dream helped me understand the importance of why Christians should constantly pray around their homes. But that dream also showed me that these things that have been flying through the cartoons that I have watched all my childhood are nothing but Satan, Nephilim, witchcraft, in another form. So I say to you watching this video that if the Lord God is not revealing to you these end time mysteries, it is high time that you began to visit your Bible with understanding. There are so many things in the Bible, so many Bible verses that if you begin to read them a second time with the understanding of what I'm teaching on this channel, you will be shocked. For instance, the parable of the wheat and tares. We have heard the parable of the wheat and tares, how a man went to his feed field and he sowed good seed and then he went to sleep. During the night, the Bible says, an enemy came and he sowed tares. And then when the, when the crop began to grow up, grow up because that is the only way you can tell when there are weeds in your field. The servants were dismayed and they ran to the master and they said, master, master, there are tares in the field. And the master went, an enemy has done this. And they said, master, what should we do? Should we root them out? Should we pull them up? And the master said, no, for to pull them up now at this early stage will destroy my own crop. Wait and let them grow up together. At the harvest time, reap the field. My wheat bring into my barn. The tares burn with fire. This has been taught in church, rightly so, as the separation of the righteous and the unrighteous, that even in the church, there are those among us who are carnal Christians, people who are not really saved at all. They are walking in their own lusts. They are walking in abject and open disobedience, and they don't really have a heart for the Lord, but it's just nice to have him as a sort of insurance policy, and that's why they're in the church. So the parable of the wheat and the tares can speak to the presence of truly saved and falsely saved in the church. It can also speak to the presence of God's people in the midst of a fallen world who do not want to make the Lord Jesus their Lord and Savior. But I put it to you now that the parable of the wheat and tares greatly speaks to the presence of the unclean, the fallen among us. They look like the wheat. If you would Google and see what a tear looks like, it looks identical to a piece of wheat. It has such minute differences that you have to have a trained eye to see that this is not actually a stalk of wheat. And so the parable of the wheat and tares in the Bible is God revealing to his people that things that look like wheat, which is us human beings with a soul, a nefesh, the breath of life in us that God gave Adam in the garden, they live among us and they walk like us, and they talk like us, and they mimic the tears and the many emotions that make us us, except that our emotions come out of the experience of being human. They come out of the movement and the rhythms of having a soul, but these things merely mimic what they see. And so let me go back to what God said about breeding of the fallen angels and how over time it has created a flesh suit, a casing, a covering that looks like us, but is not us. Now, if you can, if you remember what I said in the first video, 
Breeding with the angels, let's call it first generation breeding, brought out these children that grew to immense stature. And I said that even though they came out looking human, they were filled with violence and rage because they were an unclean progeny with no soul. And so they grew to great and massive heights. And this is the first generation. But sometimes these giants breeding downward, they're actually stories. I took out this book from the library, but I cannot remember its name of a giant who was about seven or eight feet. No, not seven or eight feet. He was about 13 or 14 feet. And he stole a girl from a village to be his wife. Now, I don't understand the mechanics of all this, but she was stolen and she gave birth. So maybe the giants were able to adjust their size or something. I will not speak to that. I will not actually say things that I don't know. But what I do know is that the Lord showed that if you continue down breeding the Nephilim, it is sometimes possible to get smaller Nephilim that can actually marry human beings. And here's the curious thing he said. If you breed something that is half man with man, over time, the offspring looks more and more like man than its half-breed. So if, for instance, a hybrid alien with the bigger eyes and the humanoid features was to be bred again with a person, so not hybrid with hybrid, but hybrid with person, the next baby will look more like a person and less like a hybrid. It's just like when people of different nationalities or different, nation, um, different races mix. If you get a mixed baby who then goes either the father's way or the mother's way, the next baby comes out closer to who the baby was than who the baby's original parents were. And this is what the Lord has said. This is the process by which we now have hybrids living among us who perfectly look like people. They're the right people size. So they are not 15 and 22 and 39 feet anymore. They're the right people size due to centuries of down breeding that have made them small and made them in every way look exactly like us. And yet they are not us. They have no soul. The Lord says that they are not man, they are not my creation, and they do not possess the all-important component of human existence that made Adam a human being. They do not have a soul. They are made in the image of man, but they are not man. And so, I believe that I have covered what the Lord wants me to cover. Just remember the three things that I shared during the middle of this video. The Lord says that the Nephilim are all connected. So there are people who are sticklers for what Nephilim are, and they only want it to refer to the first generation progeny that came from the fallen angels and the women that they slept with. But when the Lord says Nephilim to me, I have seen a wide range of pictures. And perhaps in my next video, that is what I will cover. I have a prophecy called What I Saw Today. And that's a pretty good name for the prophecy because it was literally what I saw that Sunday afternoon as the Lord gave me a veritable procession of the different forms of things that he calls the Nephilim. They are all connected. The aliens are connected to the Wendigo, who are connected to the fairies, who are connected to the, what do most people call them? It's a term I've learned 
uh, from people writing on the master's voice. I think it's called a cryptid. I had never heard that term before, but they're connected to the cryptid who are connected to the people of the sea that takes so many different forms, who are connected to the the little people, the elves, who are connected to the ghouls and the trolls and all the things that you thought were just J.R.R. Tolkien's active imagination. They are all connected. They are all fallen. They all fall under the umbrella of the fallen ones. And at the very peak of that unclean pyramid, sit the fallen angels. Sit the fallen angels, Satan and those who fell and were cast out of heaven with him into the second heaven and who the book of Revelation chapter 12, 12 shows will come down to the earth. If you've read Revelation chapter 12 and you've read that there, was, there will be a war, a war with Michael and you thought this scripture will be fulfilled, this scripture had been fulfilled, this scripture has not yet been fulfilled for the angels that will fall with, with Satan, the ones that I have seen in visions coming down to the earth with the swiftness of lightning. We will go into all of that. They're not here. If you miss the part of the scripture that said, are cast down to the earth. They will be cast down to the earth. And what a woeful time that will be for man. They are all connected. They are all wicked. There are no good fallen. If you are new to this channel, if you've been watching other things, tidbits from the History Channel, lies, whatever they have been telling you, that the Ascended Masters are coming to share their vast knowledge with us so that we can stop having wars and harming ourselves, I'm simply letting you know that the incursion of these fallen against man will happen again, and the outcome of it is to kill. When the iron comes to mate and mingle with the clay, the outcome is to utterly destroy the clay from the surface of the earth. And last of all, if you have any questions as to why would a loving God allow this? Because a loving God also is a God of justice, a part of God's character that is hardly ever mentioned in the modern church. God is just presented as this one-dimensional love doll who just loves, 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 loves sin, loves wickedness, loves our selfishness, loves our refusal to repent and fall down before him and worship him as God. And so all he does is love, but I'm here to let you know that God is a kaleidoscope of a person. He has so many dimensions, and if you have not learnt all that God is, it is time for you to go to the scriptures for yourself and learn the word of God and who he really is from his word. The word of God is God's own testament about himself. People think that it's only the pastors who will be judged for deception. There are pastors out there who are doing a great job, working hard and diligently in the field. And then there are pastors who are only feeding their flock sugar. They're giving their flock things that they think their flock can absorb, but holding back the meat because they worry that it will not be a popular topic. Meanwhile, it is my recognition from what I have seen that God's people are thirsty and desperate for the full story, thirsty and desperate for the truth. And so it is necessary to know that the pastors are not fully responsible for your learning. You are responsible to open your own Bible and read it and get to know your own God. You're not following God through a pastor. You're not following God through me. 
You're on the narrow road with Jesus for yourself. And should your feet stray off for any reason, it's nobody's fault but your own. Last of all, the Lord said, they are a judgment. And so these things are not yet in hell. Some of them are bound. They will be loosed in the time of the end. And some of them are not bound at all. They are busy working with the United States government. For a fact, that's another prophecy that I have called the fallen ones will rule. I have another prophecy called the fallen ones will return. In all these things, God is showing how America is complicit in working with these unclean beings. And this is one of the many reasons for which America will be judged. America will be judged for so, so, so many reasons. But this is just one of them, working with the fallen, working with beings that God has cast out and rejected, beings that will be a final judgment upon this end times sinful generation. And so thank you for being with me. I pray that this video will be a blessing to you. Please like the video, give it a thumbs up, vote it up so that it can go up higher in the, alg in the algorithm. Subscribe to the channel if you desire to learn more, or even if you do not subscribe, at least visit the Russia and the China playlist so that you can understand the function of this prophecy channel. Visit the medical playlist where you will learn about things that God says that we should not do to the body. Mm. Visit the America series if you want to understand God's many reasons for judging this nation for sin. And thank you to everyone who supports this ministry. I pray for you all, whether you give or not, you are in my prayers because I believe that the Lord has set this ministry in the earth to be a light and a beacon to his people and to draw them not to any person, but to draw them and point them to himself. So until I see you again, I'm Celestial. Take care and God bless you. Goodbye.